Welcome to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast, where our purpose is to grow your life and change the world. In this episode, we sit down with Brie Kumpinath. Brie Kumpinath, better known as Beauty by Brie, is a makeup artist in Las Vegas, Nevada. Today, she'll share details about her journey, business-related advice with listeners, and so much more. Let's get started. Okay, Brie, I don't want to butcher your last name. Okay. So I'm going to let you take it from here. How do you pronounce... It's super, it's actually super easy. It's just Coon Pin It. Coon Pin It. Okay. Brie Coon Pin It. Correct. I'll never forget it. Awesome. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm so happy um, to have this opportunity to talk to you. Usually I'm on your chair. You're doing my makeup. Right. So this time is a little different, but nonetheless, it's always a pleasure to be in your presence. So we're going to jump right into it. Okay. First of all, thank you for having me too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, of course. Like I said offline, when um, you know, beauty and makeup and makeup artists came up in our meeting, Crystal and I were like, oh, it's a no-brainer. It's gonna be brief. So um, we're definitely excited to have you on. And to get to know you a little more, because like I said, you know, we see you every year for BET Awards. You're doing our our makeup, you know, we're in and out of the room, we're chatting, but I feel like we don't like we don't really know you know you right 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 so it's always gonna... fast an hour here and there and then that's it right yeah and it's like did you eat today did you guys get a chance to eat did you exactly. Get the <laughs> exactly we appreciate that so thank you we appreciate of it of course of course <laughs> all right so let's get to it so i just want you to talk to me about your journey as a makeup artist how did you start um i know that you live in vegas correct yes yeah. Um, did you always live there? Like, you know, like take us back to when right. you first knew that like this was your love. This was your passion. Well, I've been doing makeup now for 12 years. I was a hairstylist prior to becoming a makeup artist. Um, when I became a makeup artist, Instagram had just kind of started its little buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't want to be a makeup artist. Never even thought about it. Um, I would just post selfies on Instagram. People were like, oh, your makeup looks good. Do you do makeup? I'm like, no way. Like, I can't do makeup on people. No way. But I started being asked so much that I was like, well, let me try it. So I started pulling in friends and family, doing makeup on them, um, posting here and there. And then I got started getting buzz around town. And so I started off as an editorial makeup artist. So I was doing a lot of editorial looks, avant-garde looks, and I started being published internationally. And then I just started mixing the beauty in there. Um, And within the first year of makeup, it just like completely took off for me. So I was like, well, maybe I'm supposed to be a makeup artist. So I did hair and makeup both together for a while. Mm -hmm. And then um, I stopped doing hair just to focus on makeup completely because it was taking over. So that's a little bit of how I got started. Um, I always tell people Instagram made me a makeup artist because I had never thought about it. And so I started to get questioned on Instagram. And so now I've been doing it for 12 years. Awesome. So you mentioned the word editorial. So Mm -hmm. we're going to equate that to a magazine, but also it could be like runway, right? Right. Those looks are completely different than like, your day-to-day makeup, your shows makeup. So talk to me a little bit about that, like those editorial looks. And how was that assigned to you? Or did you come up with these looks? Like, talk to me about that. So I've always been like creative. I loved like creative, the whole avant-garde type looks. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend at the time, she was doing that type of hair. Um, So she started pulling me into her photo shoots. 
Um, so when photographers would come into town, people who were doing horror movies, sci-fi movies, they would use us for hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I got it started in that realm of the industry. Um, and I loved it. Like I love being able to be creative, but I also love the beauty side of it. Um, so I started doing a lot of beauty work, adding that in. I started doing a lot of bridal. Of course, I'm in the wedding capital. So I started doing a lot of bridal work. Um, and then I got my first like award show gig. I was filling in for a makeup artist for the Soul Train Awards one year. Mm -hmm. um, and then BT ended up liking me and keeping me on now for like eight or nine years. I believe, but that's how I started my first award show. I was just filling in for an artist at the time um, at Soul Train Awards. And then from there, I just started being known for this award show makeup artist. So, so that's, that's how it kind of came to where I am now, where I'm doing all these award shows and celebrities and stuff like that um, because I was filling in for someone. Nice. So you got that. You got your shot. I got my shot. I got my <laughs> shot and I ran with it. Um, can you disclose what celebrities you've worked on or currently work with? Yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have worked with Anita Baker, um, SWV, Escape, <sighs> Black, um, Dreezy, Shinsia, Lala Anthony, um, Ray J. Carter. Um, oh, my gosh. So many. I, I just can't even think. Um, I did Celine Dion's memorial for her husband. Um, so I did like their whole family from Canada, pretty much. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh, there's so many. I can't just think of all of them off the top of my head. But it has truly been a blessing. I've been able to work with like some legends, people I grew up seeing on television. Um, 702. So I've worked with nearly all the girl groups except TLC. So okay. that's like my goal is to get yes. to TLC. But I've worked with like all the 90s, early 2000s girl groups. Um, I've worked on guys. I do a lot of male grooming as well. So mm -hmm. like I said, I've been blessed in the industry thus far, for sure. That's amazing. And do you do you want to stay in it for a long time or do you see yourself evolving into, you know, I can't even think about it, but like what's next after this or is this what you want to keep focusing on for like the next 10 years that's such a great question because for the last year that's what i've been thinking about because i'm getting tired mm -hmm. i'm going to be 40 next year so um you look I'm amazing thinking, so that thank you you don't even have to say that. your age i'm thinking of i'm thinking of new avenues i really 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 want to be an educator mm -hmm. um so i really want to teach makeup not only makeup the application but the business of makeup People are so caught on on caught up on the application. And a lot of people don't know about the business behind being a makeup artist. Me, myself, I didn't know that. That was something I had to learn. So I would love to educate up and coming makeup artists, aspiring makeup artists on what it is to actually be a makeup artist in the business aspect of it. Um, I also want to start a beauty agency. Um, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for me when I first started. So I want to be that person to be able to give opportunities to the up and coming makeup artists. I mean, I do that now. Like I'm always trying to put other people on, but I want to have an agency to where I have makeup artists, hairstylists, barbers, you know, so when people come into Vegas, I'm able to send these people out and then they get the opportunities to work at award shows or they get the opportunities to work with celebrities. So that's what I see in my near future, really, really near future is to be an educator and then to start some type of beauty agency.
That's amazing. So that leads me into my next question. Um, oftentimes when we are scouting or personally, when I'm looking for a makeup artist, I've learned because I've, you know, I've been using makeup artists for a really long time right. now with work um, that uh, prices vary a lot. Right. And I also, and my perspective is that um, I have a respect for makeup artists now where like the prices that I paid a couple years ago are not the prices that I'm paying now. Right. right? So um, I feel like you have to oftentimes just kind of, you know, go with the flow. Obviously if you have a budget or whatnot, whatever your case is, but yeah. prices are going up. Right. They are. So, and, and you do celebrity makeup. So talk to me a little bit about that, about the business and the pricing and, you know, you don't have to go into numbers unless you want right. like, you know, what is realistic for people that are, are looking for a makeup artist? Does your experience matter? Uh, you know, like the, do the products that you're using matter? Like how, how does that work? So this question comes up quite a bit when I'm doing any type of interviews because the prices have gone up. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like experience does matter a ton uh, when it comes to a makeup artist's rate. Of course, their skill set, mm -hmm. like you said, the product that they're using, all of that matters. You know, you have to put all that in perspective when you are um, setting your rate and when you are a client looking to book a makeup artist as well. Mm -hmm. um, I am more of the highly priced makeup artist here in Las Vegas um, because I've come to a point now to where I know my worth. For a while, I didn't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I say I want to teach um, on the business aspect of it, because a lot of makeup artists are scared to charge. They think that people are not going to book with them um, based on what they what their rate is. My rate from now, let's say 2017 to now is completely different, of course, um, because I've grown as an artist. You know, I take classes, you know, I do all the back work, you know, to make sure that I'm giving you the best experience and the base, best makeup application. So I think that um, just you just have to put all of that in perspective when you are booking or when you're setting your rate as a makeup artist. Got it. Um, speaking about like showcasing your work, what is best for you? Do you showcase it on Instagram? Right. Because like now everybody, I feel like Instagram profile is like your mini resume. Right. Um, and do you ever have to just go submit a resume like, you know, what are what are the ways that you showcase your work? So when I first started off, we literally had a portfolio where you flip through a book. Mm, and we had our photos. Yeah, we had our photos in there. That's kind of and you had to have a website as well. Like you couldn't just have Instagram. But nowadays, that's what people ask for. What's your Instagram? It could be a celebrity. It could be an executive. It does not matter. They want to see your Instagram, I always tell people, for me, Instagram literally changed my life as an artist. It did, it changed my life. It gave me so many opportunities. That is where 99% of my people find me is on Instagram. So it's a second job because I have to stay consistent. I have to make sure my pictures are high quality. I have to make sure lighting is right, like all of that. Um, so now I've never really asked for a resume. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always still send it because that's just me like and I've been doing it since before. Um, I never get asked for a resume. People are literally just like seeing your Instagram link. Yeah, that's it. So that's why a lot of artists now they don't put a lot of um, work into their websites anymore. If they even have websites now, most of us just now have our booking sites and there's photos, a few photos on there. And then there's an Instagram link to send you directly to 
our Instagram. So I remember when I first started, I used to get a little irritated that people didn't ask for the portfolio or anymore, or they didn't want my website link because you put all that work into it and no one wants to see it anymore. Um, but now, yeah, I feel like it's just everyone wants to see your Instagram. They're like, send me your Instagram link. That's all that really matters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> I have That's to agree it. with I have to agree with you on that. It's like yeah, totally. you know, I'm recommending you. I'm like, check out her Instagram and you know Right. And that's just even me with anything. People are like, Can you send me a hairstylist or barber? I'm just gonna send them their Instagram. Yeah. Do you tap into hair at all? Not anymore. A lot of my celebrity clients, because I started, I used to do both hair and makeup, they kind of persuade me to do their hair. Um, we just had the Lovers and Friends Festival here in Vegas. Yes. And I was working with 702. We were actually working with BT that day because we were doing a show for BT Her for the 50th year of hip hop. And um, Mila, which is a lead singer, she talked me into doing her hair. I didn't want to do it. I didn't even bring any hair stuff, but she had everything for me to do her hair. So sometimes I'll still tap into it here and there. But I just love makeup so much now. That's just my main focus. Got it. Yeah, I say that because I know a lot of um, hairstylists that have gone into, you know, whether it's makeup or doing like a permanent makeup or eyebrows. Right. And they're like, I absolutely gave that life up. I'm not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. not, what is it? They literally just, they jump and like, they never. I feel like when you're done, you're done. Like you're yeah. done. I don't, I don't even like to do my own hair anymore. I don't, mom, I used to be my mom's hairstylist. I don't even do my mom's hair anymore. <laughs> like. Yeah. I just don't do it at all anymore. I have really picked up on them. Like once they're done, they're just like, yeah, no you're way. Done. Um, I want to ask questions about like um, trends, right? Like, for example, everybody knows a smoky eye. It's my right. preference. I was just going to say, Laura, you love a smoky I eye. I love a smoky <laughs> eye. <laughs> Never too dark. I like I like it in the, the cool brown tones. Yeah, right? right. But now there's this big trend uh, the euphoria trend mm -hmm. question is that the name of the trend or is there an official name and we're just basing it off the show but describe to us what that trend is let us know if there's like an actual name for it so like if I won an next BET awards like okay Brie give me the x y and z <laughs> you would definitely say the euphoria trend that's the name of it that is okay. what it is that is the euphoria trend and it's so funny because even now even um my clients who are you know they usually want more of the natural glam and more of the classy looks they're still adding a little of that euphoria trend in there so they want a little of the stones here and there even if it's lightly just a few they want some, they want some of that shimmery pink, baby pink tones and, you know, those purples that give you that euphoria look. So even now I'm doing a lot of those looks right now, like, cause everyone wants to, even though I'm considered to be a more natural artist or a natural mm -hmm. glam artist, you can still do that euphoria look and make it soft by, you know, adding a little bit of stones or a little bit of the graphic liner or whatever, but you would definitely say euphoria. And I feel like every artist would know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I want I want a little euphoria next time. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> or my husband would be like, you are not in high school anymore. It's like, yeah, but it's coming back. <laughs> it is. It's definitely coming back. It is for sure. That is so funny. Talk to me about your favorite products. What are you using right now? Are you a product junkie? Do you stick to your basics? Like what's in your toolkit and like how did you build that? Okay, so I used to be 
like just stick to my basics. And now it's so funny because I feel like I'm becoming a product junkie. Um, I am a huge, huge fan right now of Charlotte Tilbury's pressed powders. Okay. They are amazing. That's hard I like that now. Huh? They're sold out everywhere. Yeah, they are. They are usually sold out. So what I'll do is I'll buy a bunch at one time. Like I'll just bulk and buy a bunch at one time. But um, I love them for um, under under the eye. Um, I love them to even contour sometimes on um, more fair skin. So I'm in love with that right now. I'm also in love with the one size setting spray. Mm -hmm. um, it's by makeup artist known by Patrick Starr. He's a makeup artist and an influencer. I mean, this spray holds through anything, even like my performers that sweat a lot on stage, it holds them down. Um, so those two are what I'm loving right now. Um, I'm also liking makeup by Mario's foundation. Um, I had to get used to the tones when you're using different foundations, you really have to get used to the tones, um, the undertones that they use and uh, their formulas. So once I got used to it, I love it. I love a finish that's um, natural. Mm -hmm. So it gives more of a natural finish. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, because I, Laura, I buy so much stuff. It's crazy. Dude, skincare, skin prep, I'm loving Peach and Lily. It's a Korean skincare brand. So I'm loving that right now to prep um, skin for my clients and for myself. Got it. And it also goes back to like the pricing aspect. Like you spend real money on like good products. So right. You do to that. You do. You can get you can go to Sephora and get three small products and you're at two fifty, three hundred dollars. I know. That's why I wait for the sales. <laughs> right. I do too sometimes because and I it's, stuck it's, up. It's overwhelming for you know it is. for a makeup artist, I feel like it might be a little easier for you because you know what you're looking for. Right. But for like, for me, like, as much as I like it, I think I like makeup to be more applied on me than for me to apply it on myself. So I'm really good with the day-to-day -day makeup. Mm -hmm. When it comes to all the things that are coming out, for me, it's so overwhelming. Like, there's just a product. I feel like a product comes out a day. No, it does. Like, it does. But I tell everyone to, like, don't jump on it. Like, get a sample. If there's something you can get a sample of, Go to Sephora, get you a sample, try it out. Don't just dive in and go and buy it. Get a sample. I do that a lot. I get a sample. I like to test stuff out on myself first before I try it on my clients mm -hmm. um, so that I kind of know how it works or how I need to manipulate it. Um, or I'll have a model come in. Everyone loves to get a free face and makeup. So I have a model come in and I'll try different products on them just to see how it works. So that's what I like to do before just jumping out and just buying a ton of stuff just because everyone's saying it's great because then I may not like it or I may not like the way it applies. So I try to at least go and get a sample, try it out. And then if I like it, okay, then I'll go and buy it. Got it. Yeah. Everybody's into like that rare beauty now too. I do like rare beauty cream blushes. I'm glad you brought that up because I am a big fan. I even like her mascara too. So I tried the mascara too and I like that, but I am a big fan of the cream blushes. Yeah, I, I've heard so much about it, which yeah. again, like, I'm like, I'm going to get to it. I got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I've only tried the cream blushes and the mascara so far, and I must say they both were great. So, and the price, I like the pricing too. It's not too steep. Yeah. Got it. So to that point, what is the most that you have paid for an item, like a product? Mm, that's a good question. I feel like what's more expensive in your kit is going to be your foundation. 
period. Um, I was using Dior Air Flash for a while, and that's kind of pricey. I think Dior Air Flash is like seventy dollars. Um, uh, yeah, seventy dollars, seventy dollars a piece, seven dollars per foundation. Um, and then the Pat McGrath palettes, eyeshadow palettes, those are like one hundred and twenty-five dollars a piece. So off the top of my head, I think those are like the most expensive. Um, but then you got to think about when you're buying foundation, you have to buy them in every shade. So, yeah, yeah. you definitely have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I have no choice. So. so I have spoken to a lot of women that have recommended and I'm, I'm going to step back a little bit because it's a touchy subject. OK, sleeping with your fit, your <laughs> your makeup on full beat Don't if they have it. another event the next day. What are your thoughts on that? So I tell my clients not to do it all the time. They still do it. I have people, Laura, I kid you not, I will do their makeup on a Friday and they will send me a picture on a Sunday. Oh my God. With the same face, okay? I tell people, my mother does it when I do her makeup and I'm her daughter. I can do it over for you, mom. And she does it too. So I mean, as much as I tell people not to do it, they do it. I try to explain to them, it's just clogging your pores so bad you're sleeping in this makeup like it's all it's doing is just clogging your pores it's congesting your skin no one listens to me they still do it but I say no don't do it don't do it yeah at all that's one thing I don't do I don't even care if I'm taking a nap I'm just gonna have to redo my makeup because I'm gonna wash it off yeah yeah that's very controversial right now I know it is it <laughs> definitely is that was a really good agree. question because a lot of women tell, no, just, you know, at, at least leave the shadow on. I'm like, I don't know about that. Or they're like, I can just put a little powder over it in the morning. It'll be fine. Yeah. So it's be, I'm against You know it. what? It's it's actually the women that you do their makeup for. They're like, oh, no, this is good. It's like, <laughs> oh they, they, like Brie does everlasting makeup. <laughs> and the thing is, what people don't understand, though, the reason it lasts is because the actual... um skin prep and the foundation of the makeup is light. When it's light, it lasts longer. When it's on heavy and cakey, mm -hmm. it's not gonna last because it's gonna break up and you're gonna get all those lines and everything. But if it's a light, more like flawless type finish, you can wear it another mm -hmm. day. I don't advise it, but you, you can. can. So Brie, what is life outside of your career? So life outside of my career, I'm a mom of a teenage boy. He just turned 13. Mm -hmm. I am married. We've been together for 15 years. Um, I've been in Vegas for 13 years. Wow. I um, don't do much. I'm not even going to. Outside of work, I don't do much. I love to work out. Mm -hmm. um, and I like to go to brunch and do things like that. But other than that, I, like, I love to travel. Mm -hmm. um, most of my friends are in California, in Sacramento, because that's where I went to college. And then we've been here now 13 years. We've been in Vegas for 13 years. I am a woman living with heart disease. So I'm always, um, you know, trying to take care of myself, eat healthy. I'm a pescatarian. Um, so I always try to just, you know, make sure that I'm good so that I'm able to be good for my family and for my clients and all of that. But basically just being with my husband and my son and my mother, my mother lives with me. So and I have a little puppy. So, yeah, just family life really outside of work. It's just family life and just taking care of myself, making sure that I'm good. Um, but I work a lot. I do. I work I a lot. So now I'm trying to learn to take days off to rest, um, to take some time for myself. 
I'm always telling my clients to take time for themselves and self-care and all of that, but I don't practice it myself. So this year I told myself that I'm going to take more time to just rest because I'm always working, like always. And traveling for work, right? And traveling for work. I leave Friday for Texas. Like I'm always traveling for work. So. Wow. How often do you think, like, can you give me like an estimate of how often you travel? (sighs) So for instance, I'm going to be leaving this Friday. I'll be back for two weeks and then I'll be leaving to go to San Diego and then after that, I'll be going to Indianapolis and then I'll be going to L.A. for VT. And then after that, I'll be going to Sacramento to do a wedding. And that's all between now and the end of June. Wow. And so when you do weddings, are, are you the only artist? So um, a lot of the times brides are stingy and I do just do the bride. Um, and then they'll have another artist for their bridal party. My max is four for a bridal party because I don't like to be rushed. I like to take my time. And I feel like if you're doing 10 faces, you're going to rush. Um, so my max for a bridal party is four, but a lot of the times I'm only doing the bride because they only want me to do them because they want to make sure that their look is different, you know, from the bridesmaid. So they like to have two different artists. Got it. Um, I was thinking about like when I come see you. And I'm like, oh, whatever you want, you know, and you're always like, no, I like for my clients to give me some kind of inspiration. Right. Like, we trust you so much that we're like, what, as long as you know what we're wearing, I think you try to play on that. But we're, you know, I feel like our, at least our relationship, I'm just like, do what you want. I don't care. Like, what, what, what is your preference, actually? Well, you know what? The thing is, is even people who don't know me, Laura, say that. I trust you. I saw your work. Do whatever you want. And my thing with the do whatever you want is I don't want to be giving everyone the same look. You get what I'm saying? So I try to ask those open ended questions like, okay, do you like liner? Do you like a wing liner? Like we did a wing liner on you last year. Like I like to ask those type of questions because that may make it a little different. That may be something I wasn't thinking of. Maybe you wanted a wing liner and I was just thinking straight across. You know what I mean? So yeah. I like to ask those open-ended questions. Even when you tell me you trust me and to just let me do my thing, I get that more often than people telling me what they want. Yeah. So that's just the only thing. Like, I just want to be like, okay, you got to know something. You got to want stuff. You got to know if you want shimmer or matte or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. or like you said, I like to see what you're wearing. And then sometimes that'll click a light bulb in my head and I'll be like, okay, well, let's do this. And then if you're down and do it, then we'll do it. So, but I do prefer for someone to kind of at least a little bit know what they want. Not just like do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. I'll try next time. Please, I'm just playing. You're good, Laura. We've been doing this for years now. You're fine. We have been doing this for years. It's so great to have someone that you trust, you know, like, because right. I I feel like make with makeup artists, like trends keep coming back to me, like every time I talk to you and they're like, there was like a sleeping trend now, right? Where I'm like, I just wanted to say like, I could be asleep and I would wake up and like, you could do whatever you want. And I know I'd be fine. Oh. Um, well, I appreciate you trusting me. I, I really do. Because that is, I always tell people, that's big trust to trust someone with your face. Like, that's major. Yeah. It really is. We, we all have imperfections. And I think that when we sit in the chair is the, is the perfect time. Well, it, you have to be vulnerable, right? Because I come in without any makeup on. And I'm always like, oh, my God. my um, Laura, you're sorry. gorgeous. Your skin is yeah. perfect. You have right, the perfect right, right. skin tone. 
Well, I don't look at it that way. I'm like, oh, I know, I know we all are our biggest yeah. critics. I know. I, I totally understand that. But I'm telling you. Well, that thank you, you are so absolutely much. Absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. You're yeah. Welcome. That that's my point. Like we come in, we're vulnerable. I'm like, oh, this blemish. And as long as like I, I feel it's also not just trust, it's feeling safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mm-hmm. think that that, you know, you have a big and that's job. really important. Yeah, you have a big job to uh to make us look beautiful, but to also um, reassure us that even without the makeup on, we can right. still look make good. you feel comfortable. <laughs> and that's what I always tell people: like it's more to the job than just applying makeup. Absolutely, it's more to the job. And my favorite thing is just seeing a woman. Just sometimes I'll have a woman sit in my chair, Laura, and she's like quiet and she won't say anything. And then when I hand her that mirror, it's like a whole brand new woman. I mean, they just light up. They have all this energy. Now all of a sudden they're so talkative and to see that is just so beautiful. So I feel like that that's my gift, you know, it's to just make women feel beautiful, you know, and they're, and I like to say in their own skin and people are like, they're not in their own skin because you're putting makeup on them, but you are still in your own skin. You get what I'm saying? So that that's the best part of it. I don't care how many years I've been doing this. That is the best part of it for me at the end when I hand in that mirror and they just get so excited. I have them start crying, which makes me start crying because yeah. the older I get, I'm more emotional. <laughs> so I get to crying. So it's just special. Like being a makeup artist is so special. And that's why I don't want to leave the industry all the way. I still want to have my foot in there a little bit, even when it's time to like put the brushes down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I I can't keep stressing enough that you're amazing at what you do. And I'm glad that you know that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So one last question before we go, and that is the question of the hour. We ask this question every interview. And here at Waymaker, we believe that every successful person has had a Waymaker um, that has led them to their success. So who do you believe are some of your waymakers? Um, one that comes to mind is a woman by the name of Yvonne McNair. Um, she, I had literally just started doing makeup and she was um, managing an artist by the name of Liv Warfield. She was actually Prince's protege at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the reason that I feel like I am where I am today. She gave me so many opportunities. Like, and I had just started off, Laura, I, when I look back at those pictures of that makeup, it was terrible, but she saw something in me and she actually connected me with BET. Um, and then it's from working with BET, to be honest, it just opened up so many opportunities for me. Um, anything that's big that's coming to town or that I need to fly out to, she makes sure that I have that opportunity first. So she's been the way maker for me because she saw things in me that I didn't see. Um, I would, another one I would probably say would be, um, my husband was a way maker for me. You know, I had to travel a lot. Um, so he would pick up the slack with our son. I mean, I'm still traveling a lot. And so he's still picking up the slack. Even when I went to cosmetology school, he would work nights so that I could be in school one day and take care of this little baby. So my husband has definitely been a way maker for me as well. And just my family supporting me, um, just being there for me, because like I said, I, I work a lot and everyone else kind of has to pick up the slack for me uh, when it comes to home and my son. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right off the top, those are all the people who have been a way maker for me. That's awesome. Well, Brie, it's been amazing to talk to you. Thank um, you, Laura. Like I said earlier, like we talk so much, but we never get into get in this deep. 
you know? Right. Right. And I'm so glad it was you because I feel comfortable. Like my husband was like, are you nervous? I'm like, no, it's Laura. I know Laura. I'm fine. Good, good. So it made it so much more better and more comfortable for me. I didn't have any nerves. So yeah. I'm glad it was you. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Um, I love learning more about you. I love learning your story and I can't wait to see you next month. Yes, I'll see you next month. All right, kisses. Thank you. Have a great day, great you. rest of your week. I'll see you soon. Thank okay. you, Laura. Of course. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation between Laura Polanco and Brie Kumpinit. What did you enjoy about this episode? Let us know on our social media at Waymaker Culture. And don't forget to claim your Waymaker Journal at waymakerjournal.com. Be sure to enter the Waymaker giveaway by going to waymakercontest.com. Subscribe to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast to get notifications each time we release an episode.